Sister Deborah Aldridge, Deacon Herman and Sister Phyllis Berry, Mother Annie Bolden, Mother Virgie Jones, Mother Gessner Kathy, Brother John Connors, Minister Louise Davis, Mother Mamie Dixon, Mother Margaret Fites, Victory Island, Mother Matilda Johnson, Mother Eula Jones, Ali Landon, Mother Ovela McHaney, Deacon George and Sister Dorothy Woods, Brother Horace and Mother Annie Hopper, Nicole Go- Goins-Webb, Sister Priscilla Moore, Sister Daisy Morgan, Mother Taney Warren, Sister Teresa Taylor, Sister Rosalind Manny, Mother Stephanie Weston, Brother Willie and Mother Ida White, Deacon Denoris, and Mother Jeanette Hart-Williams, Deacon Walter Williams and family, the Sister Lena Abram, are we praying for her, Mother Lily Willis, Walter and Mother Lily Wright, Sister Yvonne Booker, Sister Elizabeth Smith, Sister Mioka Davenport, Sister Lisa Jackson, Sister Michelle Brooks, Sister Ivy Roy, Mother Viola Wardlaw, Gloria Bolton, Rita Humes, Elder Antoine Simmons, Sister Shirley Ward, Reverend Antonio Grafton, and family, uh, Pastor Grafton, who lost his mother on yesterday. We are praying for Big Zion uh, Baptist Church and Pastor Antonio Grafton, also for Indy uh, Coleman Wilson and all of the Coleman and Wilson family. We're praying for Reverend A. William Staten, Reverend James Hall, Jr., and we also are praying Again, for the family of Elder Eric Thompson, Thomas, excuse me, Eric Thomas, uh, who went to be home with the Lord and was funeralized on last Saturday. And uh, he was the young man who was 35 years and fell dead in the pulpit. And amen. And I just come to tell you that. Uh, we know not the day or know the hour. The only thing we can do is is make sure that we have our house in order. So we're praying for that family, the Orange family, Brother Dale Davenport, Brother Tony Pruitt, Elder Dennis Lee, Reverend Carl Hawthorne, Harry Thompson-Wells, the Wade family, Sister Giambro Ewing, Joanne Blaylock Davis, Amani, Mother Janice White, Mother Lois Stewart, the McClinton family, Sister Irene Paulette, Andre Thompson, Carolyn Thompson, Bobby Forte, and Jesse Taylor. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much. Amen. And so we are praying for all of those. We're praying for the shit sick, the shut in, the bereaved, those behind prison walls. We're praying for my grandson, Deontay. Uh, goings, and we're praying for my cousin, Little Milton Wartlow. Amen. Amen. And we're praying for all of our, we're just praying for our community. If you just looked at the news just recently, we had maybe over 15 shootings or more. 15 shootings plus. And I come to tell you that God is trying to get our attention, but we're we just not paying attention. We need to do more praying. We need to stop playing church. We need to stop playing uh, personalities. We need to stop playing uh, entertainment. And we need to play, pray some show enough 
good time religion, and we need to lift up Jesus as this is our last time. The churches have changed so much until uh, we make we we don't have the effect that we should have on the community and on the world. Amen. And uh, a lot of the, a lot of us are churching, but the question is, is our worship for real? All right. We wanted to stop and take the time to allow you, if you're online, to have a word to say. If you would just like to give your name, church, home, or just have something to say, you might do so at this time. God bless. God bless you. Thanking and praising God. It's another day, a brand new month. We just, this is going on. We just thank and praise Him for everything. And my church, even in Sound Missionary Baptist Church, Bishop Dixon is my bishop. And we are located at 2050 West 59th Street. We just pray for the whole entire family and the whole universe. Amen. God bless you, Mother Wardlaw. Amen. Is there anybody else? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He is worthy to be be praised. Uh, As we was going on to uh, the school strike, I just had a prayer for the parents, for the teachers, for the uh, children, that all the children may be safe out of harm and danger. Let every uh, mother or father that dropped their child off, let them be well when they're good back to pick up their children. Uh, We need to... As I appreciate you saying we need to pray more and more because truly, truly, I don't know what I have seen some things in my lifetime, but some of these things is the work of uh, the enemy and people's uh, need to get back into the church, get the word of God. I don't have a home church, uh but I'm looking for a home church, but I'm not looking for no messy church. All I want to do is go in there and get his word, his food, his nourishment, and leave out. And y'all pray for me in strength that I find me a home church. Praise God. Is there anybody else? Hi, Pastor Body. This is uh, Pastor Shelby uh, chiming in on you this Friday afternoon, and I just wanted to uh, say keep on doing the good work of the Lord and continue to be a blessing unto those who are coming to your world and your surroundings, and keep letting him use you, and I will be listening throughout the program. All right, praise God, and we're so happy to have you, Dr. Shelby. Uh, he is the pastor and teacher of the Church of Living Faith. Uh, at 1853 East on 79th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And you can join in with him on Sundays at noon for their worship experience, and he would be glad to have you. Uh, We just uh, are so happy, uh, Dr. Shelby, and I know there's many times that you take out time from your schedule uh, to share with us. And we don't we don't take you for granted. We're just so happy that you do. Amen. And is there anybody else? I don't want to overlook nobody. 
All right, we got one more person on the line that wanted to say something, so I'm going to let him go ahead. But just just say hello. Let us know that you're there. We're happy to have you. This service is designed with you in mind. All right. Today we're talking about praying for your pastor, praying for your pastor. We're going to get more into uh, while we're speaking on praying for your pastor today. Uh, and I want you all to jump in there. You're free to ask questions. Even though I'm talking, you can get my attention. If uh, Dr. Shelby is talking, you can get his attention. And if we have any other preachers, ministers, let us know you're there because we want to share with you. Uh, so let us get prepared uh, to talk about praying for our pastors, our pastors. We're going to ask Dr. Shelby if he would lead us to the throne of grace, that he would pray for our intercessory prayer list, the sick, the shed in, the bereaved, those behind prison walls. Uh, Dr. Shelby. Yes. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that thou has made. We thank you for the activities of our limbs and the soundness of our minds. We thank you for bringing us together on one accord. We thank you, Father, for those who are on the line. We thank you for those who are on the prayer list. We ask that you touch them and bless them and anoint them in a very special way, that you heal those who need to be healed and restore those who need to be restored. We ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you continue to increase the listenership of this particular ministry and the activities of this ministry. And we ask, Father, that you bless your under-shepherd of this ministry, and that is Pastor Michael Body. Bless him that he may continue to do your work and do your will in a very special way, in a very powerful way, in a very wonderful way, and that all that may hear, tune in, chime in, and listen to your divine word flowing into and through this ministry, receive the blessings that you have in store for each and every one of us. This we thank you for this day. In the mighty name of Christ Jesus, we say amen. And amen. And amen.
This is the Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour Prayer. We're streaming live in the PM on another Friday. And I am your host, Pastor Michael Body. On today we're talking about praying for your pastor. Ninety-seven percent of pastors have been betrayed. And if you ever been a pastor, then you can attest to what I'm saying. Uh, 97% have been scrutinized and uh, have been betrayed, have been falsely accused. Not only that, but have been hurt by trusted friends. We only, we're talking about pastors, those that are leaders over congregations, and not just leaders over congregations, but even uh, associated ministers. And and 70% of pastors battle depression. A lot of times I hear about people saying, well, you know, I know him. He, he was getting high. Yeah, he had an addiction. So there is no surprise that 70% of pastors battle depression. 7,000 churches close every year. 1,500 pastors quit each month. We're talking about all over the world. 10% will retire a pastor, and 80% of pastors feel discouraged. 94% of pastors' uh, families feel the pressure of the ministry. See that? 94 percent of the families feel the pressure of the ministry and say the pastor just being at the church 78 percent of pastors have no close friends i can attest that it is true 90 percent of pastors report working from 55 to 75 hours i'm we talking about uh those who are committed to the the word into the doctrine, uh, they work some 55 to 75 hours per week. So because of this, we ask that you pray for your pastor. We we expect so much out of our pastors, and I want to say this on today. There is no perfect pastor. There is no perfect uh, man, period. No minister. What's the difference between that pastor and me? The difference is that he has a divine calling on his life, but after that, Pastor Shelby, he is a man. So because of that, when God puts him to be shepherd over the flock, we are looking for Superman. I know it's a movie out. Uh, I think it's called Superman versus Batman. And we're looking for Batman and Superman. And if it's the woman pastor, we're looking for the bionic woman. But I, I want to share with you that today that being a pastor uh, since 1982 uh, and, and a different terms of pastorship for me, I have suffered uh, these disappointments and discouragements and this depression and 
when 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 your family members die, uh, that's a part of our job. When we praying for you, a lot of time, and we're giving the family time to you, and our family don't have that time that they need to have with us. Not only that, the first lady, unless she has a calling on her life and God is doing a work in her as well at the church with not separate churches, because God, some people say, I don't, you don't have to be in the same church, but then you don't need to be in the same marriage. And, yeah, I want to say that because a lot of us don't understand that when you're married, you be no longer one, but you become twain. So twain can't split itself up. When God created Adam and Eve, the reason he created Eve was to be a help meet for Adam. So we should pray for our pastors. A way for us to pray for our pastor, especially if you have trouble remembering what to pray about, and a lot of times we do when it comes to us praying for our pastor, we should use the letters of the word P A S T O N R to remind you of a specific prayer request. And let us it don't have to yours don't have to be like mine. Mine is P. We pray for purity. Pray that your pastor will remain pure in the face of constant pressure in an immoral culture. I hope that's self-explanatory, that your pastor will remain pure. If some people, my mama used to say, can make a preacher cuss. <laughs> and if you cut us, we bleed just like you do. And that's why we need to pray for purity. A, we need to pray for adversity. Pray for your pastor that he will be able to confront adversity with faith and endurance. And it takes a, it, it's very difficult. I hear uh, Bishop Dixon say a lot of times, it's difficult to love people that's unlovable, that's not lovable. You got to preach to people who talk about you behind your back, who talk about your wife, who talk about your children. Who leave your church. And I've had I've had all these things to happen. They leave your church and somebody pass in the family and all of a sudden from nowhere they become a member. I'm a member over here, and then a lot of times, and I'm gonna put this out here, Doctor Shelby. They 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 uh, pretend that they don't know that uh, it takes expense for the pastor. So when you get through doing a eulogy and going to the cemetery, which I don't do all that no more, I had to learn the hard way, unless the Holy Spirit directs me to. You really did a good job, Pastor. You really did a good job, but the Bible says the workman is worthy of his meat. Mother, not the ox that tread out the corn. Don't get me wrong. There are some of us that kill preachers and pastors. 
because we make them greedy and grafty, because we give them too much. Some churches that that I, I've been around, it, it's, it's been a situation where uh, every other project in church is for the pastor. And then this sends a negative, this sends negative energy into the body of Christ and into that particular ministry. And and indeed, you should want your pastor to have the best. You should strive for your pastor to have the best. And yes, it's your job to take care of your shepherd so that he can lead your sheep to bring a pastor. But we don't want to turn our pastors into pimps. We don't want to. And then as soon as they get a cat, like they get mad. And the folks that's getting mad, or should I say get angry, don't pay no tithes and offering. That's adversity. Let's go to the next letter in the word, Pastor. Strength. Most pastors work long hours and at least six days a week. Pray that he will have the strength to continue his ministry. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not pastoring in the church right now. I still work six days a week in ministry. This this ministry, ministry at Evening Star, ministry with Hope Interfaith Kingdom Ministries, ministering through prayer and intercession, uh, and also fellowshipping from past uh, ministerial relationships. So it takes strength. People look for us, Dr. Shelby, to to have strength uh, a lot of times. And with that strength, sometimes physically we can get burnt out or spiritually. That's very true. I got um, three more letters I need to do first, uh, Pastor Shelby. Let me get these three letters out the way. Uh, T, teaching. Pray for your pastor that he's teaching and preach. His preaching and teaching will be effective. And I have to touch this too. A lot of what's being taught and preached in the church is really not, not in all churches, in some churches, not effective because it's not, a spirit-driven message or, or teaching, that it be powerful and that it be clear so that everybody would benefit spiritually in that particular church ministry, okay? Oh, organization. Your pastor has more to do than any one person can handle. Pray for your pastor that he would be able to prioritize correctly, and that's very difficult. Should I go take care of this, or should I go to the hospital right now and see Sister So-and-so? Should I go down to the church and check and see what the leak is, or should I try to get in contact with Brother So-and-so, and you can't get in contact with him? So a lot of times what your priorities are, you have to change your priority to fulfill your position as pastor and shepherd. Last but not least, rest. Your pastor needs rest. And a lot of us don't understand that pastors need rest. We are human. 
and without rest, the physical and the spiritual part of your pastor. It begins to get tired and begin to get uh, worn out, and it begins to be non-effective. Pray for your pastor that he would sleep well each night. That's important. Your pastor to sleep well each night and that he would take enough time away from ministry so that that he doesn't get worn out. And that's what happens. That's what happens. We get to doing so much in the church that we get worn out and we're not able to take care of things that is out of the church. We're going to come to you at this time, uh, and we're going to bring you for praise with awesome God, and then we're going to bring Dr. Shelby, and he's going to address this issue or this subject.
that was awesome praise with you for praise. All right. And this is the Hope in the Faith Kingdom Hour prayer streaming live in the PM with Pastor Michael Body, your host. At this time, we're going to bring Reverend Shelby to address today's subject. Uh, pray for your pastor. Oh, well, Pastor Body, what I was about to say, I was going to add a statistic uh, to uh, the list of statistics you were you were reading, um, and one of them, the one that I was going to add from some reading I have done previously, is that about 70 to 75 percent of all pastors have to work a job in order to put food on the table for them and their family. And so they may be working uh, construction or working in the uh, car plants and uh, working in insurance, selling insurance, whatever it might be, but their salaries, the, the main source of their income is not from the church. Therefore, they are forced to uh, work a job in order to put food on their table and so in addition to the 55 to 70 hours per week you've stated uh, that most pastors spend uh, taking care of the ministry and the church, they also have to, <laughs> if you would think about it, work a regular eight-hour-a-day job in order to uh, put food on their table. So uh, many times people look at pastors and think, it's an easy position to be in, but it is truly a very challenging one. And even when you see the large, uh, quote-unquote, megachurches, uh, statistics say that only about 8% of all churches in the United States are really megachurches. All the other ones are, you know, medium-sized to small and uh, But it makes no difference uh, how large the ministry is. The pastor needs prayer and uh, needs to be considered and needs to be taken into consideration when you're praying so that uh, when your prayers go up and they include your pastor, uh, the angels will come down and assist them so that your pastors may minister unto you uh, in a more proficient and efficient manner. Uh, in order to have an uh, uh, effective uh, pastor, the church must support that pastor and pray with him or her and support him or her and to help him or her uh, to oversee the church and the ministries that are within the church itself. So it's a subject that should be talked about more often, but uh, I find that quite often uh, ministers and pastors are ridiculed, and especially in our community, I, I just want to say this, and I'm speaking of the black community, uh, black pastors are expected to do twice as much and to be, I must say this, uh, twice as broke as pastors of other ethnic 
groups and communities. Pastor Shelby. Uh, yes, sir. Let me put this in there, and I, I, I think this is part of the problem. People measure what a lot of other pastors do, and I know from pastoring six different churches, they automatically look at your clothes, your car, and I have never had a car that the church bought. And my wife brought my clothes, and I think maybe the church might have helped uh, assist maybe in getting a couple of robes. And I think me and my wife, we paid for those. And and it's not about that, but what people do, they look at us, Pastor Shelby, and they automatically look at the pastor down the street. And this is what we don't see. They know, because, I mean, uh, my cousin, are you still on here, Harriet? All right, Harriet, it's not there. And I want you to lift my cousin Harriet Thompson-Wells up in prayer because she's been out of church for a while. You'll be surprised what people go through in church, and they don't want to be a part of another church. Uh, They've seen pastors who took advantage financially and other ways. So when soon as they go to a church and they see Reverend Shelby, Pastor Body, uh, 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 Bishop Dixon, uh, uh, Reverend Jenkins, whoever it is, they automatically see that negativity. They don't know our situations. I know that you work, uh, Dr. Shelby, and I know that uh, all the times I can never say that a church ever took care of me. And praise God for the uh, uh, churches that have congregations that are least able to, because that's what you're supposed to do. But then those pastors don't need to try to take advantage of the fact that the congregation is taking over them. And we must not overlook this, Dr. Shelby, because we are losing our people and they are straying away from the church and getting shot dead in the streets. Another thing I want you to address is uh, suicides, suicides among pastors. There's been, if you, I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but pastors are committing suicide quite often now. It was uh, other ethnic groups, but now even black pastors are com- are committing suicide. People don't know the stress load, and 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 then the media attention, and then lies that people can put out. And you know, if if you look at a man, the first thing they don't say, you know. Reverend is gay. If you look at a woman, Reverend is a homemonger. And these are people you have to uh, uh, minister to. And so because we have to go through that stuff, we need prayer. One more thing that I want you also to address. Uh, we talked about the young man early today, 35 years old, fell dead in the pulpit. He wasn't pastoring, but he's a minister. Yes, some of these ministers can have health problems. All of us are going to uh, leave here for some reason or another. But stress, because just as Jesus carried our burdens to the cross, uh, you'd be surprised how much many of uh, these pastors and ministers, such as I, such as Dr. Shelby, 
and, and others. We carry your burdens plus. So I have to go along with you when you said, what you say, 55 to 75 hours plus the hours we have to sustain ourselves and or families. And so so uh, ministers and pastors are committing suicide. We need to be prayerful. We don't need to be judgmental. Let's look at police officers, Pastor Shelby. There are some good police officers, and there are some bad police officers, but every police officer is not bad. The Bible yeah, said, true. my sheep know my voice. So if you are, are rooted and grounded in Jesus, uh, then you can you can find good. And I, and I want to say this to whoever is looking for good. You got to have good in you to see good. Good attracts good. So if you go somewhere with a ne- a negative spirit, then you automatically pick up negative. You you go there looking for the negativity. Uh, somebody said something. Hello. Was there somebody? All right, Doctor Shelby. Yes, sir. Okay, so that I wanted you to address the suicide. Uh, there was a couple of things. I said suicide. I said the, the 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 pastors and ministers falling dead in the pulpit or under stress, physical stress, and also uh, being judged by people, etc. Well, uh, I uh, I do agree with that all of that is happening. Uh, none of it is actually new, but I think that uh, that it has increased uh, in intensity. I, I believe that when the more sincere uh, a pastor is about his or her ministry, the more sincere they are about their relationship uh, with our Heavenly Father. And the more sincere they are with the concerns of their congregation, the more devastating it is to them when they are faced with uh, challenges of uh, people wanting to take over, you know, you have to, you have people who come into the church and they want to control the church. You you have and this is in every church. No church is immune to these things in which I'm sharing with you. You have those who want to take over. You have those who want to run certain ministries. Uh you have those who uh claim to be gifted in certain areas and want you to acknowledge them as such when uh, many times you may not see that particular gift in them. You have those who want to tell the pastor what he or she should do and how he or she should do it and when they should do it and so forth. And uh, and I have a simple solution for that all the time. I I simply say to uh, someone of um, of that consciousness, um, you want to be a pastor? I'll help you to become a pastor if you want to. You go to school, you get your learning. 
I'll open the doors of uh, my church up to you where you can have a day out of the week to start your own church because I will share with you, uh, Pastor Body, being a pastor is the most rewarding uh, position that I can have in life. I'm speaking for myself now because God has truly uh, stepped into my life years ago and he saved me. And when he saved me, I told him through my commitment was through thick and thin, up and down, in and out. It didn't make a difference that I would serve him for the rest of my life because he literally saved me and saved my life from the, from the streets. So I say that to say that there are many times when I have thought about, uh, you know what, is it really worth it? Am I really on the right track? And these are thoughts that all pastors go through and, and experience. And you're speaking of suicide and you're speaking of depression. These thoughts come regularly. You know, is it really worth it? Uh, do I really need to be here? I'm, I'm trying to help this person, and they, uh, they're making it difficult for me to help them. And I'm sacrificing my life with my family you know, because I'm putting uh, the needs of others in front of my family. And so the challenge of um, depression, the challenge of suicide is very, very real. And uh, that's why we need more prayer and we need our congregation to pray for us. And it is not about agreeing with us. Any, any pastor that wants everybody to agree with them, really want robots, <laughs> okay? That's true. And you're not going to have that. But every pastor needs the congregation to at least, if nothing else, at least pray for them because the, the position is not an easy position. And if you think that just it's just about getting up on Sunday, this is for anyone, and speaking, I come to tell you even that can be challenging on some Sundays because no pastor hits a home run every Sunday. With Amen. <laughs> okay, <you> Dr. <laughs> Shelby, uh, yes. another thing is I, I, you put in my consciousness just now was preparing for worship. They don't understand the preparation. Uh, when we have to preach, and and uh, you and I share this often. I might start uh, researching on asking God whether you want me to talk to the people about on Sunday, on Tuesday. All right, now I'm I find, I, I'm, I'm working with something Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Saturday, God says no. Mm-hmm. I have to go a different direction. And when I go that different direction. That requires more meditation and studying, and that, and not just that, physical and spiritual preparation. Do I, you know? And another thing they don't look at: we do we have a button missing on our suit? Well, if they have a button missing on their suit, they're not up in front of everybody. Do you? Have, is something torn? Is your collar? <laughs> Is your collar clean? Is your tie straight? Are your shoes shine? And that's, uh, that's very true, Doctor Shelby. 
That's very true, and I'll, I'll give you a couple of areas. I'm going to sort of move it away from the church just a, a tad bit. When it comes to weddings and to funerals, it there is an expense involved with the pastor. He or she has to make sure that her shoes are shine, that their clothes have been cleaned, and that they are prepared. Shirts have to be starched with white collars. The collars have to be nice. Ties. You have to put gas in your car. You have to make sure your car is clean. And you have to prepare a message and in, uh, uh, for either the funeral, the home-going service, or even in a wedding, you don't just walk straight up and say, okay, you all going to get married. You have to go to your manual. You have to think about the couple that are getting married, uh, what fits them, and all of this takes time and it takes money, and it boggles my mind how uh, many will spend uh, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000 on a wedding uh, we're having filet me young uh, at the reception, and yet don't want to pay the pastor $150 to do the wedding. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling, you know. But um, there are expenses involved uh, in, in these things, and uh, prayer just won't get it. You know, I want to uh, add this to that also. A lot of times when we go to funerals, if somebody passed in your family, and I, Reverend Shepard, you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, because I think uh, most pastors and ministers dealt with this. You want us to go to uh, funerals and uh, other ceremonies here and there at churches and other places. You don't realize the adversity that we meet, uh, uh, not all the time, but there are a number of times you're going to meet adversity with other fellow clergymen and pastors uh, because you don't want to push your way in, but we want to let you know we are there for you, and we have to put up with opposition and adversity. Uh, I won't share none of yours, but... I've actually, uh, you have, have had pastors that uh, might just totally insult you uh, and different things like that or overlook you, and it's not that you're trying to shine. It's that you are there for Sister Jones or Sister Brown, and then Sister Brown don't understand why did Pastor uh, Wilson come to my mother's funeral during the uh, visitation, and then left. Uh, can you address that, Pastor? Uh, yes. Yeah, a lot me, of time, and, and let me say this before you do. Most of the time, if they're not members of my home church, Evening Star, and I'm not connected 100%, they have to understand you are a pastor, you are minister when you walk in the door. So other than have the conflict, I would do the visitation, pay my respects to the family, and I'm gone. 
Uh, are you waiting for me to pass the body? Oh, yeah, I just wanted to put yeah. that out there. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to just make something clear because I just, in my statement, I said prayer won't do. What I meant by that prayer won't do is you can't go to the service station and tell them to fill my car up and I'm going to pray. Uh, you cannot go to the cleaners. You cannot, you know, do the things that you need to do that uh, whereby uh, financial or monetary expenses are involved and uh, simply tell those who are rendering uh, these services to you that because I'm praying that you should, um, you know, you should um, provide me with these services. Uh, it takes money. And sometimes, uh, many times, it takes money uh, off of your table as a pastor in order to do the things that you're talking about in reference to showing up and so forth. Um, the, in reference to the other issue that you were speaking of, uh, Pastor Body, I have been blessed in that. Though I have experienced that, I have, uh, through the guidance of God, just learned how to just uh, um, bless people, send them blessings, pray for them, and rise above it and not let it affect uh, my behavior because I found that there is something called agape love. And let nobody fool you. I know what I'm talking about when I share this with you. Agape love is just as real as any kind of human love that you can experience or you can share with your children, with your husband, your wife, your church family, or whoever. And I've been blessed to uh, experience this thing called agape love. And all it is is simply loving people regardless of their errors, regardless of their faults. And when you learn to love people uh, regardless of uh, their behavior, uh, it puts you on a different level of uh, dealing with these people or whoever they might be, you know, or whatever. And I've had some experiences in my own family, and at the end of the day, um, I feel very good about the fact that, at least in my heart, in my mind, spirit, and soul, uh, I'm doing what God has commanded us to do, and that is to love our brothers regardless of, uh, you know, the situation, situations that may arise. So uh, if I am uh, expected to be at a service or whatever, I'm going to show up because I'm going to uh, be dressed in agape love when I show up. Praise God. Mm -hmm. And we thank uh, Dr. Shelby again, and we thank all of you for joining in with us at the Hope Interfaith Kingdom Hour of, of Prayer Streaming Live. We're looking for you next Friday at 4 o'clock p.m., same time, same station. And uh, until then, we say, my peace I leave with you and my joy. You should have also. Let us pray. Father God, as we come to the close of this service, oh God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. That you would bless in a mighty way, Father, that you would allow your countenance to shine upon us. 
Oh, God, we need you as we never needed you before. Oh, God, we lift up our pastors, our leaders, our ministers, our apostles, our bishops to you. You called them, you anointed, and you appointed them, Father, for the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Lord, touch our hearts that we might understand their needs. Oh, God, bless in the mighty way. Bless their families. Bless them with good health. Bless them spiritually, intellectually, and financially. And then as they go to and fro, be a hedge around them. Strengthen them in their weak hours. Allow them to have peace and be able to rest at night, Father, and then be able to minister, to stand and declare your word through preaching, through teaching, through soul winning and evangelism. Oh, God, we thank you for these who have called in today. We thank you for Dr. Shelby. And, Father, we thank you for this talk show uh, network that made it possible for us to go forth in ministry on today. Oh, God, we ask that you look on everybody under the sound of my weak voice, Father. Then look on this, your humble servant, that you would keep me going this, uh, coming this way, Father, that you would bless this service the more, and that you would enlarge our territory. If it be your holy will, let us down in the treasure of your love. Cover and shield us with the blood of Jesus. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.